Taylor, there was a, a, someone who passed away the other day that has affected your life and probably 99% of the women listening right now. The woman who invented the scrunchie. She oh, passed really? away. She was almost 80 years old. Yeah, and she, she passed away. But think about how many times have you been like, hey, anybody got a scrunchie? Yeah, that's <laughs> wild. Yeah, I've always had to, I'm like, um, I always have one on my wrist. It's like become a security blanket for huh. me. Yeah, I've got to go. be able to put my hair back. Your name was Ronnie Revson, and she was a nightclub singer and had trouble uh, keeping her hair back without damaging it. Oh. So she invented the idea for the scrunchie, but she didn't know how to sew. So she bought a sewing machine, taught herself how to sew, and the rest is multi-millionaire history. Wow. (laughs) My hero. That's so cool that you told us about the lady who invention invented the squunchy. Mm-hmm. Like she's my hero. She didn't even know how to sew and she taught herself how to right. sew. Well, my niece Laura has a little twist on the scrunchy. I can't wait mm. to tell you this story in just a minute. So I never know whether to call it a squunchy or scrunchy. I say it wrong every time. <laughs> Bottom line, I always have one on my wrist because it's like my security bank blanket. Hmm. I must be able to put my hair back. And you were telling us about Rami Revson who invented it. Well, my niece in high school had a science fair experiment and she developed what they called the stress scrunchie. <laughs> and it was made out of an elastic gel-like substance within uh-huh. the scrunchie. Yeah. And it was so like, when you're stressed out, you take it off your wrist and it becomes your stress ball. <laughs> and my sister had to do this sewing, let's just say, even mm. though. And the um, the actual name of the competition, she won the Georgia Tech Adventure Prize. No kidding. So yeah, the stress wow. scrunchie went really well. So I'm going to have to send her the article about Romney passing, Rami passing away. So my wife and I went on a road trip a few days ago. And something you see when you're out on the Great American Highway is some interesting things that make you shake your head and go, I ain't never seen that before. And I saw somebody driving doing something I've never seen before. Mm. I'll, I'll tell you what they were doing next. So my wife and I went on a road trip a few days ago. And you see some interesting things out on the Great American Highway, including... I had never seen that. I had seen people driving wearing headphones before, which I don't know about you, but I think that's alarming. These weren't like AirPods, which I don't think you should drive with those in yours to begin with. But these were like the full noise canceling headphones. Behind the wheel. The dude's got the headphones on. He's singing and acting out the song as if he's in a music video. And I noticed (laughs) there's the he's got the camera mounted on his uh, rear view. So Uh I guess he was either streaming for someone or mm-hmm. making a video as he was singing. But every now and then, he would lift up a bowl of cereal and take a bite. And then I guess he was putting it, you know, like a spoonful, and then he'd put it down next to him and Whoa, keep driving. Oh, talk about distracted driving. How could he even keep the wheel going, sh- the I don't know. going straight? I don't know. I mean, he, wow. would, he would like, I don't know, do his thing where he was, you know, do it, dancing for the camera and uh-huh. singing. Then he'd pick up his cereal bowl, which I guess was a prop for whatever he was doing, take a bite, put it down, then grab the wheel, and then start doing his thing again. And it, he was he was drifting all over the... You know, Not good. He certainly wasn't staying in his lane. So I'd have to say, I've seen some weird stuff, because I've taken a lot of road trips. That's That's got to be up there in the top two or three. Oh, yeah. Seeing that. So I'm wondering, <laughs> have you been out on the Great American Highway recently, or at all, you know, and, and seen something weird like that, where you're just like... How is that person not crashed? How are they not getting in an accident? Uh, and you know, my and my wife is like, give him plenty of room, give him plenty of room. 
I was like, I'm, I'm giving him enough room so that I can keep watching him because I'm fascinated. <laughs> She's I can't like, look just, away. Just don't crash our car watching him crash his car. Right. So we're talking about uh, weird stuff you see on road trips. Another weird thing we saw, we went through a town called Wing, you know, like W-I-N-G, like mm-hmm. a duck's wings. And I said to my wife, really small town. I said, if I was here and I had a church, I would call it Wing and a prayer. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. I love that name for a church. <laughs> you and Glenn, you guys have done a number of road trips. You see anything weird out on the Yeah, way? I mean, they say the weird, I mean, the one of the weird ones we all see is people putting on makeup. You're like, how can you do that while you're driving? Right. But the one that I saw was on a road trip with my baby twin sisters. Mm-hmm. And I was driving and they were passengers. So both of them could look over and I'm like, what is even happening right now? And this person was reading a full-on newspaper, like old school style, like Mm -hmm. they had it up and out, and they also were eating, I couldn't believe it, a bowl of cereal, which I've never (laughs) seen in my life until I took my sisters on that birthday trip. And I'm like- No kidding. Are they What? And I just sped up, and thankfully, because they were both in the car with me, we Mm -hmm. were able to get in one of those, um, you know, high occupancy vehicle lanes. Oh yeah, yeah. And we sped away away. and got away from that person because I'm like, that's just so dangerous. And do you ever see someone like that, and you think, okay, if that was me, there'd be a thousand police cars around, and I would get pulled over. (laughs) But for some reason, this person just goes through life eating their bowl of cereal with their headphones on, driving down the highway. And nothing yep. ever happens. My husband has a line he uses with me all the time. He'll go, where are the cops now? Because <laughs> right. it's like right. we get pulled over for like the silliest thing. And then, right. Yeah. A mom picked up the wrong child from daycare and they called the police on her. Now, before you think it's a pregnancy brain or sleep deprivation that comes with motherhood, here's the whole story. A Brianna's friend asked her to help out by picking up her child, whom she had never met, from daycare and babysit until she got home from work. Well, she gave... The daycare, her name and the child's name and a member of the staff returned with the child. And Brianna is like, "Okay, this is so and so. She confirmed the name of the kid again. She got home and was preparing a snack when the older sibling came out of the bedroom and said, that's not my brother. (laughs) Right then the phone rings and it's the police questioning her. Wow! So she takes Mm. the child back and that kid had the same name but was in a different class. Wow. So a lot of people are like, hey, that's on the daycare. That's not Brianna's fault, but what a story. <laughs> I got the wrong kid. Wow. What is your definition of a true vacation anyway? We're going to talk about it next. What is your definition of a true vacation after all? I was taking my sister, talking to my sister the other day, and as a mom... She said, it's not a vacation, it's living life in a different location. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, yeah, it's just a trip, not a vacation. Well, here's what people said were the signs you're on a true vacation. Having time to read, trying new foods, getting a break from cooking. That's a nice one. Staying in a hotel, exploring new things. And the number one sign you were truly on vacation, having time to rest and relax and unwind. I was going to say, sleep as long as you want. Like turn the alarm off and you don't have to get up. Just sleep as sleep in as late as you want. That to me is. Like, oh, I don't like to do that on vacation because I, I want to go explore. I want to. Well, I can do both. So, do your kids have anything particular uh, when they eat? Like something has to be a certain way. Like the sandwich can't be cut in, in the middle, like in two rectangles. It's they got to be in two <laughs> triangles. And if it's not, they're just not going to eat it. We're going to talk about that next. 
We'd love to hear from you, Mom and Dad. Do your kids have any weird ways that their food must be prepared or they won't eat it? And I got to thinking about this because a dad posted that his kid wouldn't eat uh, the apples in his lunch because he only likes them when they're cut straight. Straight? He said, I have no idea what he means. <laughs> <laughs> Man, kids can get so picky. Yes, huh? they, they get can. stuck in a rut. So I, I was thinking of our, my son, Kyle, and this was, he wasn't a little kid when this happened. My wife has a sandwich she makes and she calls it a Kyle witch. And it's basically an everything bagel with egg and cheese. I think that's it. You know, butter the bagel. And I think that's it. Maybe no sometimes, bacon? sometimes bacon, but usually Ooh, it's just egg and cheese and, the, sounds good. and this uh, everything bagel. One time she, it, it's, it's egg cheese bagel and she did cheese egg bagel. And Kyle was like, this is upside down. And she goes, well, just flip it up, flip it around. And yes. he said, well, no, then the, the everything, all the seeds and stuff will be on the wrong side. Oh my it's goodness. <laughs> and well, here's That's the not funny be part. Good when he gets married. Here's the funny part is he wasn't kidding. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. <laughs> So apparently there's no uh, no expiration date on peculiar kids and their their eating habits. But do your kids have anything like that? Like their apples have to be cut straight. Sandwich can't be in triangles. It's got to be in rectangles or the opposite. My can't husband be in... has something. Does he? Okay, yeah. we'll hear that next. And we'd love to hear from you too. Hey, it's Kevin and Taylor. We're talking about weird eating habits our kids have. What do you got for us? Hi, you guys. This is Jeff. Um, my oldest is now 28, married with his own kid. But when he was little, breakfast before school was oatmeal with cinnamon. But there had to be a hole in the middle of the um, oatmeal where the cinnamon went. <laughs> and, and then he had to have a different spoon to eat it than the one I fixed it with. <laughs> oh my okay <laughs> that's hilarious that is really picky yeah. well i'll have to say my husband has a quirk but thankfully he'll eat anything i'll make he'll eat leftovers for days but his one quirk is he does not like his sandwich cut in half nor burger no don't cut his burger in half don't cut his sandwich in half he thinks it makes it more messy to eat if it's cut in half huh, I, I think it makes it i was gonna say to most eat. people yeah yes but he does not cut it. He does not. And every once in a while, I'll absentmindedly forget. And he'll make a big joke about it. But like, what, what does a guy got to <laughs> right. do around here you to get a sandwich that's not cut in half? What about if you go out and get one of those big, they call them stunt burgers, where they're like a foot tall? He'd be like, nope, he don't cut t- it in he half. He would I lift want- it all up and take a bite. Or he would <laughs> knife and fork it if, it, if desperately, you know, it was just huh. a mess. So are you thinking about finding another job? Maybe you're poking around on LinkedIn right as we speak. Well, you're not the only one. Half of Americans think they'll leave their current job for a new one in the next year. And you want to take a guess what the main reason is, Kev? They want more flexible hours. Flexibility. Ah. Bingo. Ding, 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 ding. Um, Is working from home the ultimate job perk? About two in five Americans say they're living the dream by working remotely. And to help keep workers happy, more companies are offering little perks to employees like training opportunities, free coffee or snacks at the office, and uh, mental health resources. Uh, What job perk do you think, if you could wave a magic wand, you would add, Kev? Mm, Four-day work week. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one. Wait, wait, wait. Four-day work week without adding any hours to those four days. That would be dreamy. (laughs) I love that that idea. Have three-day weekend every week. Yeah, totally in. Coming up, is this women's new superpower at work? 
could this be a woman's power move at work? More and more women are letting their hair go gray. And they don't care what you think about it. It all started during the pandemic. Women feel free from the money and time spent in the salon chair and a new acceptance of this new phase of life. They feel more authentic and confident and they know there are biases against older women, but they've decided they just don't care. Uh, Other women tried going gray, uh, like my friend Pam. She gave it a good shot and she just missed her strawberry blonde hair. Hmm. So she... Went went on back to yeah, her, to that, wife, but a uh, lot of people stay. My wife let hers uh, go during COVID. She thought if there was ever a good time to mm-hmm. let it go gray and let it grow out, it'll be now. And it's almost fully grown out. As, oh, fun uh, as gray. And what what I'm hoping that signals is this ridiculousness that a woman's value is is connected to her ability to remain looking like she's 20 forever. Right? Because that is just dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's a billion dollar industry out there can trying to convince you that that's your value and your worth and and it's not right. it's just ridiculous and if you want to see how awesome tracy's hair looks you can go to the kevin and taylor, taylor socials there you Some go. great pictures over there so do you ever feel like life can become just this endless thing of uh uh, I don't know, counting carbs and calories, counting your calorie intake, making sure you get in a certain number of minutes of exercise every day. Why? So you can try to be high school skinny and stay young looking for people you don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of silly. What do you think? Would love to hear if this is making sense to you. Give us a call. So I'm not sure why I'm so passionate about this. Maybe it's because I was raised by my mom. But this whole idea that women, their value is connected to how how young looking, how skinny, how wrinkle free they can appear for as long as possible is absolutely ridiculous. It's crazy. And it's a double standard because when guys go gray, it I always think of Richard Gere. It's considered distinguished. So here here's what I'm thinking. Why put all the emphasis on that, and why not put it put the emphasis on things that are really important? Like my wife, I, th- I think of her, and she has given her life to raising our four kids. That's been her life's work. Our four children are her life's work, period. And she has done a fantastic job of that. Is it reasonable to expect a woman who has birthed four children and then spent her days... Getting them ready for school, worrying about them while they're at school, doing stuff for school, making sure that they're all ready to go after school and driving them from point A to point B to C, D, E, and F, then getting them home, making them dinner and doing all this stuff she's supposed to somehow fit in there. Oh, you need to look fabulous all the time, too. It's nuts. I mean, that is like a prescription to drive yourself crazy. So absolutely not. My encouragement, I'm not encouraging anyone not to be healthy. Of course not. But this idea of saying, remember there used to be a commercial years ago that said, don't you want to be high school skinny? Think about this for a guy. That would mean for me, if I was going to be high school skinny, <laughs> I'd have to have a 28-inch waist. That, that was my waist when I graduated. I looked like a scarecrow. you know. But for some reason, that's totally, that's the push on women. No guy would ever be expected to do that. But for women, that's like what your worth is assigned to. So my encouragement to you, if you've struggled with that, or maybe you're struggling with it right now, is just find your value, number one, in Christ, and then number two, in your, your family, in your spouse, and in your kids, and in your, your life's work. I mean, sure, we all, we all want to look our best, 
But that doesn't mean be fanatical about it and kill yourself trying to attain something that, by the way, the industry telling you to attain that knows you'll never get there. (laughs) That's the beauty of their industry. So I hope that gives you some encouragement and maybe gives you let you catch your breath for a minute today and get off of that treadmill. How does that how do you feel about all that? Does anything I just said resonate with you? Would love to hear from you. Hey, Courtney, it's Kevin and Taylor. So we're talking about all the pressure that women have to stay looking young. Have you experienced that yet? So I have a little bit, but I've also seen it already starting at such a young age. I'm a school teacher, and it goes on both sides of women that are trying to lose weight and women that are really skinny because some girls are just very naturally tiny. I'm also one of those females. But um, I see, like, bigger girls shame them and tell them, like, oh, why don't you eat something and stuff like that. It's just the pressure so young, and it truly breaks my heart. I just try to tell them all that your identity isn't what you look like. It's not on social media because they see all of these women that are, like, putting themselves out there, catfishing the world, that they're perfect all the time. Mm. Right, and our identity is who we are in Christ and what he's done for us. That's all that matters. Absolutely. I tell them all the time. I'm like, God made you, and that's enough. Like, that makes mm, you beautiful yeah. in yourself. Wow. Wow. Man, I would want my kids, if I had kids, to be have you as a teacher, Courtney. You no sound kidding. awesome. <laughs> Thank you. So the royal dogs, I don't I think we're all familiar with that image, right? Of Queen Elizabeth walking her beloved corgis. Yeah. And uh, she loved those dogs and those dogs loved her. Um, from what her trainer and people that were involved in the running of her royal household said, um, when her health started to decline, the dogs were aware of it. That they went from being very lively and energetic to being kind of somber and staying by your side, but not being as playful. Dogs Um, are amazing. And then there was a picture, too, of them awaiting her hearse to arrive on the steps of, I forget what residence it was and stuff. But Mm -hmm. yeah, the trainer says they're very aware that her health declined and they've been kind of sad since she's been gone. And and why not? He said that she was very, very involved with them. Oh, yeah. um, That she had a silly dog voice. She would talk to them in a silly (laughs) dog voice. (laughs) As we all do. (laughs) Uh, She allowed them on the furniture, which I thought was interesting. Because from what I've read, she didn't let Charles and Camilla on the furniture. (laughs) But um bum (laughs) <laughs> she, but she, let the do- she did let the dogs up on the furniture uh-huh. and at feeding time there were she, not just the corgi she had 10 dogs and when her schedule would permit she loved to feed the dogs and all 10 of them would stand in like a semicircle almost like at attention and she would give them one bowl at a time and they wouldn't like go after the bowl like she'd put it down and the one would start eating and the other nine would wait. Man. They wouldn't go after the bowl, right? That'd she take was, a while. They said she was in charge, so the dogs knew she was in in mm-hmm. charge of the uh, at the feeding time. So anyhow, if you didn't already love her enough, there's more reason to to love the late queen because she was a dog lover. I'm excited to hear what our producer Griffin's going to say because he said he found a TikTok hack that works in real life. Hmm. I'm all about a good life hack. How old is Griff? And he's on thirty five. <laughs> <laughs> Griff is in the studio with us. And Griff, I'm a little surprised at the 35-year-old man you're on TikTok, but hey, whatever. <laughs> to each his own. What? <laughs> it's better than TV. It's, I, I don't watch TV shows anymore. I just watch TikTok. I, yeah, I just stay up on TikTok because my 22-year-old daughter yeah. sends me TikToks all day long. That's great. Like, all day yeah. long. So she weeds out all the all the nonsense for yeah, me, and yeah. I just I see what she thinks is So what you see up. is high quality. Huh? I see. Uh, and I get some <laughs> fantastic makeup tips. <laughs> so but what did you find on tiktok Griff? yeah I, I saw this kind of a parenting hack you know when you're taking pictures of your kids 
it can be tough to get them to smile. They're not always in the mood to smile, or they have these weird forced smiles. Yeah. Right. Yep, well, yep. this dad, I think it was a dad, he suggested to say, just randomly blurt out a silly word that your kids find really <laughs> silly and funny. Okay. Underwear. Like underwear. He used a different word, um, <laughs> which I use on my kids. They found really funny. Um, it, it works. It works. It, and then you have these natural laughter you get smiles. Laughed. Yeah. Like you uh, say, yeah, it's great. It's so, a great idea. Yeah. Instead of say cheese. Right. Say something funny. Something like really burp. Right. Or Burp, something like underwear, that. Underwear, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Something yeah. you're getting mildly, maybe inappropriate. Right. For a five year old. Right. That yeah. they think is just <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Right. yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. It works. It I does. like this. This is awesome. Well, I bet you it works on uh, adults too. When I said underwear, <laughs> both of you laughed. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said underwear. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, Kev, I know you love to shop and I know you love guitars. So I think there is the shopping experience of a lifetime for you coming up. I'll tell you about it in just a minute. How would you say, um, how many uh, guitars do you own at this point in your life? A couple. I have a a few, okay? You just got one for your birthday, right? My wife got me one of my, uh, yes, a dream guitar for for my birthday. I'm done. I think I'm done. Oh, I don't think you're done. I'm done. There is a huge auction. Guitars from some of the biggest rock stars of all time are going for sale next month. We're talking Jimi Hendrix Japanese no Sunburst kidding. electric guitar. What? Kurt Cobain's <laughs> acoustic guitar. Elvis's 1975 Martin D28 Imagine guitar. Imagine that's going to go for. Wow. The Jimi Hendrix one they think is going to go for a quarter mil. $250,000. Wow. Yeah, so you might want to drop a few hints to your wife that Christmas is coming. Yeah, and start <laughs> playing Powerball. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, that's the kind of thing if you went like to Jeff Bezos' house, you'd go in his living room. Oh, that's a nice guitar. Yes, that was Elvis's guitar here. Yeah. He used in the Jailhouse Rock video. Oh, boy oh, can dream. Wow, right? nice. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about guitars, and you, you were saying that Jimi Hendrix guitar is going up for auction. They're expecting to go for a quarter of a million dollars. Elvis guitar, wow. Kirk Cobain's so, you know, acoustic. I would, I would consider that if, uh, if the guarantee was, and you'll be able to play. Like Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> <laughs> then it would be worth yeah, having the, a second mortgage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the 250000 <laughs> But I, I got to brag on my wife. I don't know um, if your better half is a really good gift giver, but for my birthday, um, I'm a novice, novice guitar player. My enthusiasm far exceeds my ability. But Tracy loves that I've got this passion for playing ever since I started taking lessons back during covid and yeah, I'm really, really enjoying because I've been a guitar owner and player my whole life, but never really learned how to play it properly. So I'm really loving taking the lessons. And she got me, not only did she get me, I don't know if you guys know who Richie Kotzen is, but she got me Richie Kotzen's signature Fender Telecaster. Super sweet guitar. I mean, nicest guitar I have. And then we went and saw him and she's like, hey, why don't you get that little VIP thing for yourself so you can get him to sign it? I said, really? She was like, yeah, absolutely. So I don't know awesome. how I don't know how cool your wife is, but uh, mine definitely is up there with coolest wives in the world. That was that was an awesome birthday present.